From PWRDF, this is A Just Generation, where we delve into the world of social justice and social action, speaking to people around the world who are making a world of difference. So hello and welcome back to the Just Generation podcast. Uh, My name is Duncan Chalmers and I'm a member of the PWRDF Youth Council. I'm coming to you live from my home in Vancouver, which is on the unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. And uh, um, to welcome you to this episode. This episode is going to be a little bit different than our past episodes, uh, most of which have focused on the partner work of a lot of our partner organizations across the world. Uh, this episode is going to explore a bit about the Youth Council that we are a part of and the group that is putting out these podcast episodes. So I'm here today joined by two uh, co-members of our council, uh, Jessica Steele and Charlotte Lilly. And I'm just going to pass it over to Jessica first to introduce herself and we'll get going from there. Great. Thanks, Duncan. Um, Yeah, my name is Jessica Steele and I'm also a member of the PWRDF Youth Council. Um, I'm based out of Vancouver as well, so on the unceded um, territories of the Coast Salish people, the Musqueam, Squamish and tsleil And I've been part of the council, I think, for closing in on four years now. Great. And uh, Charlotte? Yeah, thanks, Duncan. Um, yeah, my name is Charlotte Lilly. I'm joining today from Cambridge, Ontario, which is the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral Peoples. Um, and I am the resources chair on the PWRDF Youth Council. Uh, and like Jessica, have been on the council for about three or four years. Great. Well, thanks so much. And uh, just to give a bit of background about myself, I'm the chair of the Social Justice in Focus Committee, which is a new program, which we'll talk about a bit in this podcast as well. And I've been involved with Youth Council for about three years now. Um, So in the first part of this podcast, we're just going to talk a bit about what Youth Council is. Um, It's a really important part of the work that PWRDF does, and we're happy to share a bit of what we do on an annual basis. So uh, I'm going to direct the first question here to Jessica. Um, Jessica, would you like to maybe just... uh, expand a bit on what the Youth Council is. Thanks, Duncan. Um, So our Youth Council is made up of youth ages 16 to 30 um, that come from all across Canada. So West Coast all the way out to the East Coast. And really who we are is a group of youth who are here to share the values and the mission um, and the ideas of the Primates World Relief and Development Fund. So we come together um, usually two year, two times a year um, in a non-COVID year. Um, on co- during COVID, we've been meeting online. And we come together to discuss and come up with ideas on how we could best engage young people um, in this work. And it's a really cool um, way that I think that PWRDF um, engages with youth in the way that we, we have a youth council, we're able to vote and be part of the organization as a whole, um, but also able to do kind of these separate um, ways to engage, to ga- engage young people um, in the work of PWRDF. So it's, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very cool way to stay engaged in, in this work. And I've met some incredible people from all across the country um, um, who are working on, on this. And I'm really privileged, and I think, really lucky to have been part of the Youth Council for so long. Great. Thank you so much, Jessica. I think that does quite a good job of um, providing a bit of background to what we do on a regular basis and give a bit of background to people who might be interested or listening uh, from home. Charlotte, maybe next question for you. Um, having been on the Youth Council for quite some time now and been quite involved in the work that we've been doing, 
why do you think the work that the Youth Council does is important, both within the scope of the Primates Fund and more generally uh, within Canada and across the world? Mm-hmm. Um, in looking at how uh, Youth Council works with PWRDF, I think there's a really unique and really tangible opportunity for youth to become involved in the organization um, and to really have an impact on what the organization does, um, help contribute to the resources that are being put out or the issues that are being discussed, um, or even the partners that we're working with and how we're promoting uh, and furthering those relationships. So it is really a strong opportunity for youth members to become really involved in the work of the organization. I think more generally, uh, the Youth Council also provides, again, a really strong opportunity for youth to become involved in the work of social justice and to really um, kind of start to understand and start to explore sustainable development and social justice issues um, in a way that really does make a tangible change. So I think there are a lot of opportunities that come with this Youth Council um, and the work that it puts out and also the opportunities that it gives its members. Yeah, great. I absolutely agree. Thank you. That's fantastic. And then maybe just to round out um, our discussion about the Youth Council here, uh, all three of us having been members for quite some time now, do you have a favorite part about being involved uh, with the Youth Council? Maybe you have a favorite experience or just kind of a general uh, thing that makes it so exciting or appeals to you? Um, Maybe Jessica, we'll start with you and I can also share as well. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, like touching on what I was saying before, I think one of the best parts of youth council is being able to gather in a room so many people with different perspectives from different locations. Some of us are live in urban areas, some in more rural areas, in different provinces, um, different points in our lives, everywhere from 16 year olds up to 30. And to put that group of people together in a room who are all passionate about social justice um, and all passionate in seeing this work um, play out not only here in Canada, but also all over the world. Um, I love that. And it's been really cool to see um, the various different people who have come on to youth council and transitioned through over the past four years. And I think I learn something from every single person that is involved. And um, yeah, I think that that's one of the best parts. Great. And uh, Charlotte? Yeah, really, really similar to Jessica. Um, But for me, it's really just the opportunity to engage with so many other like like-minded youth. But again, as Jessica said, youth from other backgrounds as well. Um, I think I've learned so much through the experience of being on youth council and also the experience of just being able to work with so many different people. Um, And that's been really, really rewarding. Great. Yeah. And I, my kind of reasoning is it echoes a lot of what has been said by Jessica and Charlotte is just the community that's formed between the people that kind of engage with youth council and are on youth council. And, and they do cycle through in terms, but um, I've met some absolutely incredible individuals that come from diverse backgrounds and big, bring different interests and passions and skills. So that's really appealing to me and has been quite a fantastic experience. Another cool aspect I think of youth council too, is that obviously pre COVID we meet a couple of times a year and we have the opportunity to meet across the country. Uh, so we get to, be in communities that perhaps you otherwise would not get to go to. Uh, For example, my first meeting was in uh, New Brunswick, and I had never been to New Brunswick before. And a cool part of what we get to do is we get to engage with the community there, whether it be through the church or engaging with um, 
social service pro- projects that are happening within the community and, and engage with folks that are kind of on the ground doing sustainable development work. So that's always a, a treat uh, in my mind. And I'm looking forward to getting back to that um, post-COVID when, when it's safe to uh, once more. So in the second part of this podcast, we'd like to have a quick discussion about a new program that the Youth Council has been working on. Uh, This is a program entitled Social Justice in Focus, and it's a program centered around eco-theology, sustainable development, and the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, This is a brand new program. Uh, It's designed and is going to launch for its inaugural year in 2021, later this summer. Um, And it's been adapted quite a bit because originally it was designed to run as an in-person program, uh, but obviously because of COVID-19, things had to shift and adapt. So to give a bit of a background to this program and how it came to be, prior to it existing, there used to be a thing called the Just Generation Diocesan Ambassadors. And this was youth council's way to engage with uh, youth who are perhaps not of age to join the youth council or wanting to get involved with the work that we were doing. Uh, whether it be on the church level or the international development and sustainability level. Uh, So this program kind of engaged with folks that were high school age across the country and had them in a bit of a mentorship role with members on the youth council. Uh, This program kind of fizzled out and wasn't getting a lot of traction over the past couple of years. Uh, So we decided to basically reshape it and reform it into a new program that could be delivered and streamlined in a more efficient and effective manner. Um, providing an educational experience that was perhaps superior to the model that existed at the time. So that's kind of how this model came to be. And we're really excited to launch this resource later this summer. We're hoping it's going to reach quite a wide audience and engage um, and inspire folks to create tangible action, both in their own communities and across uh, the world. So I'd like to just have an open discussion here with Charlotte and Jessica about this program. We've been on the committee that's been working directly on this resource. Um, and it's, it's really exciting. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think it's cool to have something that's coming to fruition after a couple of years of, of working on things and then COVID getting in the way and having to adapt and, and, uh, adjust, but I don't know about you, but I'm quite excited. I'd like, lo- I'd love to hear your thoughts about, um, how you feel about this program and, and what excites you about it. I think what really excites me about this um, is we're providing these really kind of tangible, really feasible ways for youth to get involved and to kind of think a little bit deeper about social justice issues. Um, I think we've seen a lot over the past year or two um, that youth are really involved and really engaged in issues of social justice. And there is a really big interest there. Um, So I think providing this resource and providing this information and these opportunities for engagement um, is really, really helpful uh, and a really, really timely thing for us to be working on. Absolutely. I, I'm i really excited about the topic of this social justice in focus program. Um, so the Youth Council came together a couple years ago to, to develop some goals and some themes, social justice themes that we wanted to focus on. And one that really came to the forefront was climate justice. And so that's the theme for this. Um, the first kind of run of this program is climate justice. And I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to, to focus on this, not only because I think it's really relevant. Um, most of us right now in our backyards are seeing the impacts of climate change from flooding to, to wildfires. Um, 
but I'm, I'm really excited to see what youth um, across the country are doing in their own communities to address this really scary, really complex problem. Um, and for us to come together um, through this program and um, see how it's used um, in various different contexts to see, yeah, how can we work together and how can we share ideas and, and how are we going to be able to feed off of each other um, to make climate justice um, issues relevant in, in our own context and, and solutions effective and relevant in our own contexts. Yeah, that's fantastic. I absolutely agree, Jessica. I think it's cool. And it was very intentional that we designed this program around um, sustainability in the environment, because we as a youth council, we have kind of set that as one of our primary focus areas for the next five years, um, focusing on yeah, eco-justice and engaging communities in ways that can be effective and sustainable as we move into the future. So that's been really exciting to develop this new resource aligning with the broader work of us as a youth council. And I think it not only strengthens the resource, but makes it more interesting and, and fun to develop as well. So I guess just expanding upon that, um, maybe just to give it a bit of a background of what this resource is going to look like um, as it comes into its first phase later this summer. Uh, as we mentioned, it was originally planning to be a more of an in-person experience where we would invite um, around 10 young people from across the country to uh, join us for a week of workshops uh, somewhere in the country. Uh, also inviting local leaders and indigenous um, elders and experts in the, the subject matter of sustainability and eco-theology to share and, and lead sessions. Uh, this obviously wasn't possible, so we had to adapt, and we've settled on a kind of more self-paced resource that we're able to release that folks can work through individually, uh, but also work through in their youth groups uh, with friends or with other groups of uh, youth or people who are not youth. It's, it's tailored towards younger people, but it's definitely accessible and applicable to people across a wide range of ages. Um, so this resource is going to include a number of semi-structured sessions that individuals can work through. Uh, each session will take about 45 minutes to one hour, um, and it will include uh, numbers of resources and, and activities and ways that they can get engaged with the subject matter but then also a, a plethora of resources and further opportunities to get involved both in their own communities and across Canada in issues related to eco-justice and climate change. Um, do either of you want to expand upon that, about some of the content in the resource or something you've been working on within the resource? We've each been working on different sessions, of course. Um, so we might have a bit of a different perspective on what's been exciting. One thing that I found really exciting as we uh, continue to develop this resource and pivot from that in-person um, gathering to this individual kind of more self-directed piece um, is I know Duncan mentioned how we wanted to have experts um, and community leaders involved. And one thing we've been able to do is to gather reflections um, and written pieces from different individuals so we can still include those different lived experiences um, in the voices of the people who have experienced them, uh, which I think is really important and really powerful and something that I'm really happy that we were able to keep uh, in some form as we made that switch. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited to read all of the eco-theology reflections that are coming in. 
I think another thing which I'm excited about this resource and to kind of delve a bit more into the content is that the sessions that have been developed um, and which yeah, can be used in, in your context, whether it's by yourself or with a group of people, your youth group or your church, um, really take you on a bit of a journey, um, starting with exploring the sustainable development goals and and how can youth engage with the sustainable development goals, um, entering into conversations around intersectionality. Climate change is not just a one little issue. It impacts everything. And um, it's been called the great amplifier. So it just amplifies all these other social justice issues from um, racism to, to food security um, to gender um, justice. And so I think that, the, yeah, there's an interesting session on intersectionality, um, some sessions on youth and how do youth have a voice and the importance of youth and engaging in these conversations. Um, I think sometimes they can also be seen as conversations that are happening at the government level and the, the UN level, but um, youth voices are so important. And so we have a, a session that explores that and what's, what's the role of youth in, in climate justice and eco-justice. And so I think, yeah, the, the diversity of sessions um, that we're trying to put together, I think, is, is yeah, a real strong point of, of this program. And again, excited to see how people take it and, and develop it and use it and, and mold it to fit um, their context and to fit their own knowledge and the knowledge of people in their community. Um, and how can they find those experts and those elders and those, um, those people in their community who can also share 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 knowledge and share solutions and share information with them. Yeah, that's great, Jessica. I, I totally agree. I think we've, we made it a bit of a goal for ourselves in developing this resource to look at the multifaceted nature of the subject as a whole. Um, like you said, climate change is not this simple one track problem that we're facing. It is very, um, intersectional and there's different perspectives to look at. And we were very intentional and we're trying to be intentional about bringing in those voices uh, for areas that we are perhaps not the ones to share, or we don't have the knowledge and the expertise to uh, reflect upon in a both respectful and effective way. So that's something that's been really interesting to me and kind of engaging with putting this resource together has been um creating space for those voices. And, and to go off that too, this uh, resources, we've been looking at having it be, we've been calling it a living document, um, I think is the words we've been saying. So this will not be the final iteration of this program. Um, so after we complete this first stage, which is going to include, I think, five sessions, uh, this is by no means the end of this resource. It's going to be pretty open-ended. We're going to be able to keep adding to it as we go and as, as we learn and make different connections and engage with folks um, from a variety of different perspectives, getting feedback on the resource. And then our hope is eventually to develop it back into that in-person experience, at least partly, where we can engage face-to-face -face with young people and community leaders and individuals from across the country doing amazing work, uh, inspiring and action-based um, work within the sustainable development and uh, church-based community. So that's really exciting for me. I don't know about you guys, just having that uh, open-ended opportunity for this resource. It's not a closed book per se. Absolutely, which I think just fits with 
um, yeah, addressing climate change and addressing all social justice issues. It's constantly moving and we're constantly learning and there's lots of new things yet to be added and to be discussed and um, as different things become relevant to, to different communities. And so, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, it is an exciting part of the program that um, it will be living and hopefully we'll be able to create um, yeah, additional sessions at, even after the initial program has been released. Great. Well, is there anything else uh, either of you want to add to uh, reflect on the program that's being developed here with Social Justice in Focus? I think just to say that I, I think as um, myself and as youth, I think we can easily become overwhelmed with these problems when you think of these really massive social justice problems. Um, it's really overwhelming and because a lot of these things are systemic. And so it really sometimes feels like there's not a lot that we can do. And um, I hope that this resource helps to change some of that and helps um, to kind of break it down and to realize what are those first steps that we can take in order to even figure out what you want to do, what, what makes you excited, um, and how can you link that into a social justice issue um, and then, yeah, how do you connect to those groups that are already doing things and with the, all of the resources that we'll be able to provide? So, yeah, I really hope that this resource um, for youth is just a way to be able to um, take that first step or if you're already engaged, maybe take an extra step um, to really take action and to and to be, um, yeah, those people in the world that are that are at the forefront of these issues and and using the, the skills and the talents and the energy that that we have um, to make the world a better place. Yeah, I think um, just as Jessica was saying, I hope this can act as kind of a stepping stone, um, maybe for people who haven't been uh, as involved in eco justice so far um, through that introduction to things like the sustainable development goals Um and I hope for some people, this can kind of be the start of that learning and that process uh, of becoming engaged or, yeah, provide some further direction um, or even just some really neat information. I know we talk about some really cool partners that PWRDF has uh, in this resource, and there's just some cool examples of what different people around the world are doing um, to look at these issues. Uh, so, yeah, I hope people can engage with that and find something useful from it. Yeah, and I think we all hope that it can be um, quite inspiring and empowering. As Jessica said, when we talk about climate change and the climate emergency, it, it can often be a lot of doom and gloom and a lot of kind of existential um, fear and, and the unknown. But there is a lot of good work that's being done, and it's, it is important to focus on the positives as well. So we hope that highlighting some of our partner work and uh, some amazing things that are happening within communities across where we live that we can bring that inspirement and, and, and empowerment uh, to this resource and to young folks across the country. Well, great. Well, we just want to say thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in learning more about this resource, uh, Social Justice in Focus, we invite you to check out our Instagram page, uh, which is PWRDF underscore Just Generation. Uh, you'll be able to find some more uh, posts and information about this program, which should be scheduled for release at the end of August, early September. And again, also feel free to check out uh, PWRDF's website. That's pwrdf.org for more information, both on the Youth Council 
uh, this program and the work of PWRDF as a whole. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Charlotte and Jessica for joining me here today. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to talk about uh, Youth Council and this new program uh, that we're working on and excited to put out. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from PWRDF, you can follow us on Twitter at PWRDF, Instagram at PWRDF underscore Just Generation. And don't forget to check out pwrdf.org. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.